Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance. Your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene. The voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Into the doldrums with no end in sight, sails lie listless, the trade winds have long died. Ship's captain paces, it's been a long night. Horses, restless and scared, we have spied. In the hot midday sun, the order is passed down. Overboard go cannons, furniture, china, cloth, all lost. Finally, we jettison the horses, surely to drown. Our most precious cargo, but freedom comes at a cost. A brave new world awaits us all, and, as if by magic, the sails begin to fill. Now is not the time to ponder and stall. The horses swim after us, their screams wild and shrill. We journey on to a new world, and in my cabin I cry all alone. Horses continue to haunt me so far away from home. She lives on the edge of our world where suburbia meets the night sky, smaller than others and so alone, afraid she will fall into infinite skies. She hates a life that suffocates, one day she'll be free, prays it'll be soon, but for now she meditates on the moon. She knows all the gods and all the legends, knows the karma and the dharma, she's even been rumoured to sit at the feet of the Dalai Lama. Watching satellite images of the earthquake devastation from the other side of the world, she says everything is out of control, the world is fighting back and it's all cause and effect and doesn't anyone understand. The universe comes to us in waves and at night she watches the mesmerising full moon. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, she whispers, as her legs dangle off the edge of the world. I am the oil for your parched skin, ointment for your wounds, strong bone for your broken wing. I am the ink for your pen, air for your lungs, strings for your guitar, wind in the trees to rustle the branches. I am the frog at the bottom of the well that croaks a serenade for you in the still of night. I am the Indian ink for your pen, for you to compose your fancy rhyme. I am the court jester turned somersaults before your throne. I am the water in your riverbed, the blood in your veins, stars in the sky, comb for your auburn hair. I am the sun that rises for a new day. I am the ink for your pen, and this is the new poem. Thank you. Next person in the open section is Meg McNenna. My father, my country. When the wind gossips leaves, my father, my country, wraps me in the valley between his knees and heart. Though wilderness howls, no safer place to pitch at stars than in this lap, a home for widening eyes. The old ones knew not to build on headlands or high ground, but on lowlands, with the door facing away from squalls and sunrise-tinting windows at windmills, channelling power, not postcards. When the sun scolds bitumen, my father, my country, fans me in the plain between his nose and chin. Though ravens shriek, no safer place to sound my steps than in his breath, a home for circling feet. 
The old ones knew not to cast too close to shore, but to travel deep to open sea, worded up by crusty salts who had outlived the pull of continents. Mooring was by the breast rope, long enough to allow for ebb and flow. My father, my country, has knotted hands. He knows when to bind, and let's go easy when the work is done. This is for my son, Fugue. Symbols of crescendo skin, we burst your coming to a February still with summer. I lamented rain thrumming my house of wood and tin like O'Carolan's farewell to music. Then you played me, sweet bassoon, colonising my interior with octaves three and a half above the B-flat of my usual Celtic tune. I became an amphitheatre for harps and elm pipes. My legs as varicose as marble strutted the girth of your umbilical repertoire. The bones of my grandmothers softened like reeds to cradle you, bullfrog, gorging the base of your prima gravita princess. One look, one kiss turns your slimy, bloated cry into a princely anthem. Crouching Bather, Gauguin, circa 1902. In an ochre pool she squats, a summer gouache of burnished skin. The sun rises on her back and shimmers her shape at mangrove. Brown water licks the fertile fringe where cicadas suck and rumble membranes. A copperhead coils at ready fruit, the rampant foliage humidifies. Her spread knees bolster breasts, slung like mangoes only the forest sees. Here, in the gallery, confined to twilight, orange flesh drips from a carnal canvas and splashes bonded tiles. Thank you. Uh, please welcome Ron Rude. Um, I was talking to uh, Peter Merck, the poet, the other day, and I said, I think I'm thinking of doing some reading and uh, trouble is my poetry's terrible but the songs are okay and he said why don't you read some songs see how they work as poetry so okay first one I was at work one night and I went outside the sun was setting the sky was pink nothing was happening a couple of old blokes were walking along but nothing was happening I thought ah this (laughs) what can we do with this is there something I can get out of it this is what I got. It's, by the way, it's about the Heidelberg Repat. Repat moonrise at sunset above the trees, a crumbling place of painful histories, the ghosts of wounded warriors and amputees. Join me here in the warm evening breeze. The birds are settling down for the night. My friends, we were wrong. And you were right. You never fought the wars we fight. And your coloured feathers are dappled in the light. Every blade of grass is singing opera for me. And two old men are walking very slowly. And a piano accordion is playing intimately. And shamans dance around me as I sit beneath a tree. A message in the sky is pink. Written in eternal tears, 
as ink mixed with the blood of the fallen and the fermented thoughts that I think. It says, I dearly love the there and then and entertain the what and when, but I'm calling from the here and now with a beginning, a middle and an end. Un silente melody, a slow, slow melody, l'echo d'une mémoire, an echo of a memory. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Honoreux le profond mystère, honouring the deep mystery. De l'incertitude de la vie, of life's deep uncertainty. In the old days, back in the late 70s, when I was a young punk rocker, uh, we would write a song in 10 minutes on the back of a Wheaties packet, jam out some chords, and that was it. And nowadays I, I, I feel compelled to take a little bit more time, sometimes weeks, months, whatever. Um, this one came out fairly quickly, though, but I rewrote one of those Wheaties packet songs, into a, which was called 16 in Melbourne, and tried to put it in, into a, a contemporary context to write about those kids that you see on the streets with the rap outfits who think they're in the Bronx, but they're really in Baronia. And uh, and, I thought I'd blend the New York rap language uh, with a little bit of Australiana. And I talked to some of these kids, and interestingly, they didn't know all of that rap language. (laughs) Okay, um, it's called 16 in Melbourne, 2002 rap version. One turn is a blight, it's brick at night, it's janky sight, the street lights are bright, they light the way for the baby boomers, like my folks who act like they've got brain tumours. They tell me about all the skills that I've got to get, but shit, they can't even log into the net. My cask-toting mama does some hardcore swillin', my dad listens to Paul Kelly and Bob Dylan. I'm 16 in Melbourne, I've got nothing to show when you're alone. In the city of Knox, you're really alone with nowhere to go. My crew is all knuckers with nunchuckers and dopers, but the hoes in the class have got taste. They're all cokers. One will gas you to pay the price. She's the broker. The other will buff you real nice. You can soak her. I've thugged all the trucks, chopped rocks to get my rocks off. A few of them are free, but most shiest your bollocks off for ease and for ice. Man, that shit's risky, but they've got no brains to blow and it gets them real frisky. When the peas are away, we get pissed and take pills and take the car up the mountain and play chicken on the hill. But I'll give you the call, man. To date, we've survived. But train surfing's trashed since our main man died. Inside, we try not to drink all of Dad's booze. We cruise for a biscuit, the last to come choose. Your lungs full of dank and your guts full of grog. So don't get the cat stoned and don't drown the dog. Outside, hang with your crew, because when you're alone, you're a target out on the mean streets of Baronia. (laughs) Very nice, Ron. Thank you. David Dickens. David Dickens. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to read one of um, Seamus Heaney's. It's about the, the humble mint. It's called Mint. It looked like a clump of small dusty nettles growing wild at the gable of the house beyond where we dumped our refuse and old bottles unverdant ever, almost beneath notice. 
but to be fair, it also spelled promise and newness in the backyard of our life, as if something callow yet tenacious sauntered in green alleys and grew rife. The snip of scissor blades, the light of Sunday, mornings when the mint was cut and loved, my last things will be first things slipping from me, yet let all things go free that have survived. Let the smells of mint go heady and defenceless, like inmates liberated in that yard, like the disregarded ones we turned against because we'd failed them by our disregard. This is one of Chris Wallace Crabbs, which I really love, called Rung, from an, a book called Rungs of Time. It's called Love Talk. And it has been said to me that Australians are lousy at writing love poems, but I just read this when that's stated. Having been everything else to each other, bone of my bone, flesh of my heart, and now not quite knowing who it is we still are, I may sometimes, as we walk the dog under Sirius after coffee, whisper to you, can I be your girlfriend? And you laugh, of course, think me a dag, but like it, oh how you really like it. Somehow those little words nudge us even closer by by rubbing ponderous gender clean off the board and leaving pure softness there at work between us. So ever like love, so much a part of love. One I wrote a little while ago, which um, titled The F Word, and it's not the word you think it is. Or have I jumped the gun there? (laughs) The F Word. Virus self-replicating, crowd teaser insatiable, nemesis of the soul, born ten seconds to the darkest hour, bully boy of religion, red rag to the bull of self-help books, children and the infirmed your softest targets, always saving your knockout punch for courage and reason in their fine-muscled prime. Destined to haunt our highest hopes with a single doubt. Paradoxically, your partner in crime is also your kryptonite, the ultimate assassin, never suffering the compulsion to be well-liked. That's about fear. Thanks. Our final reader in the first open section actually is going to sing for us tonight is uh, Tim McHugh. I'd like to do a couple of songs. They're both um, songs which were written by Louis Nara back in the 70s because when I first started performing, I was performing with Louis on the clarinet and Sarah Dion on the piano and I was wearing a big red dress. (laughs) But I haven't got any red dress tonight, so you'll just have to imagine. (laughs) Anyway, the first song is called Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Boom, 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 boom. Did you see what they did to Mickey Mouse? They laid him out on a table, and the surgeons ran an insect up his nose, and they called his adventures a fable. Did you see how they tore out his brain? No wonder Mickey Mouse died insane. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Tom's in the den injecting opium. Minnie's in the bedroom with Jerry. Big Ears is eating mushrooms. He and Noddy 
are kissing each other. And Goofy's eating some kind of berry. And Crazy Cat's in bed with his mother. And Crazy Cat's in bed with his mother. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Did you see what they did to Donald Duck? They dragged him from a movie, and they sold his memoirs to a magazine, and they said, you're almost groovy. Did you see how they tore out his brain? No wonder Donald Duck died insane. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Tom's in the den, injecting opium. Minnie's in the bedroom with Jerry. Big Ears is eating mushrooms. He and Noddy are kissing each other. And Goofy's eating some kind of berry. And Crazy Cat's in bed with his mother. And Crazy Cat's in bed with his mother. Boom, boom, boom. The feature retrospective tonight is Vicky Vakitis and Lynn's going to read Vicky's poems and she's going to begin with a set of Vicky's poems from her book India Inc, which is about the time when Vicky was in India. Vicky died in the late 90s and it's been a fantastic pleasure for myself to discover more of Vicky's poems in the last month. And please welcome now Lynn Boughton. Train Song 1. Remember the long train rides, call of a shrill steam whistle on a trip for three days? Carriages engorging tons of Indians, dysentery-ridden Westerners and ganny sacks of grain and potatoes. Every stop was a lesson in patience and endurance. Women sang to babies who never seemed to sleep, who hung their naked butts out windows to have a leak. Men sat absorbed in dice games like children. Brahmins brushed coal dust from impeccable white kutras. Lepers crouched in doorways banging their stumps on tambourines. Every village we passed through was a lesson in impossible work. Every farm plot a dream of sufficient bread and vegetables. White oxen ploughed the fields. The tired earth strained her chains. Vultures circled the plains looking for anything, anything. Bells rang on gats and thousands descended to wash. Nothing could stop the desire for life. Nothing hold back the urge to mate, 
shelter, extend. So how many rides would it take to answer a simple question? How exist with so little yet still have laughter around the hearth? Freedom at midnight. We Ferengis have never produced enough soul food. Kulu Valley. Kulu Valley. The white clouds lift off throffy, miraculous, from the tips of the Himalayas and disappear into blue. A million pine trees wave their arms. Green and eyeless, they stare out, immense with silence. And the stone faces, how grand! their heads the very butt of history, millenniums. In one village, a sentinel of green stone and wood, a temple from a myth where creation unfurled. The clouds turn silver as light falls in wreaths across the valley whipping mountains. Vast this vision of energy, uninterrupted, valley of the gods. I climbed, Mother, a rocky burning hill with no water on top to get to your feet. You waited, black stone goddess in a scarlet sarong, your shoulders packed with yellow powder, feet dusted with red, one hand in a blessing, palm upright, take it easy. Mother, I watched the ants work in your stone crypt high above the town. You beamed a salvation smile. Your pagoda hairstyle flew. Stones can move, they can breathe and sing, they pant under the sun and they know their history. O oh, penance, why am I never right to come whole love in this world of flesh and men? Did you ever have this conflict of which world to be in? Queen with cards stacked creation on your deck? Mother, your black ears here. I feel your generosity rising as the wind does out across this desert. I see a light and go in. Take me to your nursery. Cannibal. Morning. A Ming blue sky overhangs the desert. Blue and gold, the colours of Isis at dawn. Up there, a world without end of self exciting circuit. No hawk wind of desire. No mouse of suffering. The circuit has no obstacles. Around me, the perfect clarity of dust breath and vivid space. Sand roses of the nomadic wheel. Time spin the source of gold. 
decay, then alchemy, pure emptiness, the dance of neem trees. Down here, the ants work carrying their dead back to the city. Four directions stretch the limit of the pyramid. Inside me, the morning tastes fresh as I eat. Coming into it, all those little pools of thought, the way the clouds hang over in giant silver loops coming back to it by the sea. I find a black velvet sea slug waving its thumbless arms, so strange and sinister macabre, a sense of ageless place, all those little pools of thought just pouring off into space, going back to it, coming into it. The sea slug refused to listen, just waved an eyeless head, and something was afoot in those vast bright sheets of blue something other than thought or salt. I find a black and velvet loophole, all little stones of history, the way the eyes remember coming back to it by the sea, little star points of recognition, just pouring off into space, so strange and dark and waving, going back to it, coming into it, something other and soft and endless. Beach and autumn, hearing the sea conch shell, desire, the first gull's cry of a long voyage. You rise up from the sea, tossing off water. Brilliance and the late sun's afternoon is bright with autumn. You paddle north into the sky. The blue wave lifts from your eye, radiance, light. This happiness is our map. 